Welcome to Life Unedited. This is your lifestyle guide to living a life that is aligned solely with you so that you may find the courage to live the life you desire. I am your host, Tabitha Sweeney, a one-time fitness guru who experienced severe postpartum after becoming a mom who found the strength to divorce a man with suicidal tendencies and a severe drinking problem, and who went on to heal from the loads of Catholic guilt that I was raised with. I have only two goals in my life. One, make sure that every woman knows that she is worthy simply because she was born. And two, I want to watch the patriarchy fall. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you to grab your membership to the Daily Dose of Life Unedited today. The Daily Dose brings you bonus episodes in between the Friday freebies. This is content that you will not find anywhere else, and I promise it will bring you so much sparkle and joy that you won't believe you're getting it all for only $4.99 a month. Click the link in the show notes and grab your membership now, and then go check out all of the episodes that you have been missing out on. All right, guys, welcome back. It is Tab here, and I am so excited to be with you on this journey. If you missed it, the podcast is changing. The name is now Life Unedited, and I am your host. Jill is still going to join me as a guest whenever the, our schedules collide and we are able. But at this moment, single motherhood is really hard, you guys, and our schedules just do not overlap. So, with that said, every Friday you are going to be able to catch a live unedited episode right here. And that episode is going to air completely free. There is also going to be a subscription option. And that subscription option, you guys, is $4.99 a month. But it is going to get you a daily episode that is going to give you access to so much more than you are going to get out of this free one episode container, right? You are going to get access every single day to a message, a thought, a problem. I'm going to let you in on how I work my way through my problems. So I'm going to start recording them. Um, I've had a lot of interest shown in that. And so I'm really excited because I think it's going to actually offer a ton of insight into the world of healing and self-development, personal growth, right? Which is really, as far as I'm concerned, that's the reason we're all here. So today, as as often as we do, I am actually going to take today's opportunity as we kick off the full transition into Life Unedited to catch everybody up to speed on my life, who I am, how I got here, and kind of tell a little bit of my story. So for anyone who's not aware, my name is Tabitha Sweeney, and I have was in the fitness industry for about 10 to 12 years. Now, they will tell you 
And the general rule of thumb is that most people don't last in the fitness industry over 10 years. And I never really believed that. But here we are. And you know what? Damn, it's true. So here's my story. I started in fitness back before I got married. I was a late 20-something. And when early in my career, I was very much the personal trainer and fitness coach who was like in your face and like, you can do more. And I did not get it. Like, especially to every client I ever had who was a mother before me, I am sorry because I did not get it. I left the job at the studio I was at in 2014 when I was 28 weeks pregnant with my daughter. And I had a terrible pregnancy. I was always sick. Um, And I hated being pregnant. I was the most miserable pregnant person alive. So I was pregnant with her. I left. And about four or five months later, I really hated being home all the time. I was not cut out for single I wasn't single at the time, but for stay-at-home mom life. Um, I was married at the time. And I had a client who reached out to me and said, hey, where are you working? I'm, you know, I really miss you. And I wasn't working anywhere, but I was like, you know, I could go to your house. I could train you at your house. And then I kind of started doing a little bit of, tiny bit of marketing. And I had these four women who joined me in the park Um, at a local elementary school and they came out and they showed up. I never met any of them before. They were a group of four friends. And for the next two years, that's what I did. I coached them and as well as others in the park, in the church basement. I brought my kids. They brought their kids. It fit my life. 2016, I was pregnant again with my son. And It really just didn't, it didn't fit anymore. I, after he was born, I found myself no longer wanting to be a traveling sideshow. I wanted my own place. Um, So my husband at the time and I discussed it and we found a little studio space that was absolutely perfect. The price tag was a little bit high. It was actually more than my mortgage, but it was perfect and it was everything I wanted and so we took the chance and we jumped in and I opened my doors to Vitality Buffalo on August 1st 2017. My vision for Vitality was a fitness studio dedicated to women specifically dedicated to moms although you did not have to be a mom to participate and to be a member. And it was painted in these gorgeous purples. It was so shabby chic. It was so girly. And there was no mirrors on the walls. That was one of the biggest keys. My goal was to help every woman feel invited in and to help every woman realize their potential without comparing themselves to the woman standing next to them. So all I wanted to do was help women 
Stop looking for perfection. I embraced a positive reinforcement mindset. Um, I promised my clients and I promised myself that I would never guilt or shame a client again, which in the fitness industry is a very, very well-known and well-used technique. And I really just, I wanted them to, I wanted them to feel whole. And I wanted them to know that momming and wifing or single lifing or whatever it is that you are doing, it is hard. And if you came in for the day and you didn't feel like doing a workout, but you came in and you brewed a cup of decaf and you sat on the couch just to hold space for what would be your workout time so that you didn't get off track, that was enough. I was super into letting people come in late, letting people leave early, letting people do whatever felt good and felt right for them. And I had found wild success with it. I had women who would be with me. They were with me for several years. And they would say to me, I've never stayed at a gym longer than 30 days. I've never completed a full six-week program. And yet they were still with me two years later. Here's what was really going on behind the scenes, though. Because from the outside, everything looked fantastic. Behind the scenes, three weeks after I opened the studio, my now ex-husband attempted suicide. And my entire world in that one moment went upside down. So I found him at 3 o'clock in the morning. He had taken a a bottle of pills and drank himself into a stupor. He was passed out. And this one of the scariest things I've ever had to do in my life was calling the ambulance that night. Like I distinctly remember the fear in calling the ambulance as he was like muttering and barely conscious telling me that he's fine. Um, and from there, we entered into upside down chaos. We went, you know, there was counseling, there was therapy, there was, he was out of work. He was called back to work or on a certain date, or we were going to lose our health insurance. My business was up and, and working, but it was nowhere near able to support us yet part of the reason that I took this jump in this leap of faith was because I wasn't currently contributing to the household so all I had to do was break even and I knew that it wasn't going to impact my family so you know everything everything changed and it was a world where Everything was focused on him. And of course, he was also my main concern. My, my main concern became making sure my husband stayed alive. My children were one in three, and his attempted suicide date was actually my daughter's third birthday. Um, 
And I remember like being thrown into this world of mental health and suddenly realizing how broken the system is. Like I knew it was broken, but now I could see how broken it is. They called me from CPAP and they told me it was some 15 hours later before he was even evaluated when they said to me he's critical but he's not critical enough to earn a bed and I remember like screaming and crying on the phone saying what would make him critical enough if he succeeded because then it's too late then we don't need a bed what what deems somebody critical enough and after a lot of screaming crying and hysterics they did keep him for evaluation um but after three days they let you back into the world and and basically, I left the hospital three days later with a third child. I couldn't leave him home alone. I couldn't leave him with the kids. He was out on disability, which New York State disability pays just about nothing if you've ever been on it. I mean, we're looking at like 150 bucks a week. It is pitiful. It's barely going to put gas in your car and groceries and food on the table. Um And this all happened, you know, in the change of seasons as we went from summer to fall. So then we were coming up into winter and Christmas and he went back to work early October or we were going to lose our health insurance. And shortly after going back to work, he he pulled himself back out again because he was just going backwards and he checked himself into a two week long dayhab program where he went five days a week, instead of going to work, he went to this dayhab program. And that's fantastic until you realize that they then just say goodbye. And there is no slow step out. It's just peace out, good luck. And again, you go from zero to 60 and back and forth. And um, I exhausted our savings to pay our current bills. And that is probably the biggest regret I have. I don't have many regrets in my life, but one of them was you do the best you can in the with what you have. Using my savings to pay all of the bills while he was out of work, and it got us through a couple months, but basically what happened then was it, it wasn't enough, and we still ended up having to explore bankruptcy. Now, we did not claim bankruptcy because of the business. Um and and for for intricate legal reasons, we did not go that route, but we defaulted on everything we had. And in this whole time, everybody everybody talks about him. And I remember at one point being called in by a day have um, facilitator and counselor and her saying to me, well, what about, you know, what are you doing for him? Well, how are you helping him? Well, the, and I just remember sitting there and I remember being so filled with anger, but how can you say that you're angry when the person you love is on the verge of taking their own life. Like there's all these feelings that nobody talks about and they all contradict one another. And 
if we fast forward a little bit, um, we made it work. I hung in there. That was in 2017. I hung in there until March of 2020. And we would go through periods where things were great and then we would go through periods and you could see the spiral coming again and I could tell he wasn't taking his meds or he wasn't going to therapy and you could see the spiral coming again and when these spirals came they were so ugly and they were so mean and they were so nasty and the hardest part about it was he never lost his edge with the public. So as far as anyone else, our friends, people at work, as far as anyone could see, he was still the guy that laughed everything off, that made the joke, that all of these things. But in reality, behind closed doors, it was another story. There was so much gaslighting. There was a very nasty mean streak. There was a whole lot of drinking. And there was points in times I truly did not feel safe. Um, it took me two and a half years to finally make the decision that it was okay for me to leave. Because for two and a half years, I was literally in my head going, how do you leave somebody who has mental health issues? How do you leave somebody? Like, would I leave someone if they had cancer? And I felt like I was this god-awful, horrible person. And that is when things finally changed, when I finally realized that it was okay and it was time for me to put myself first. And I will never forget the day I finally told my therapist who I had started with therapy, you know, the same week that he did. Um, he got out of the hospital and we both got into therapy immediately. And I had told my therapist I was leaving and I just remember her going, oh, thank goodness. And I was like, what? Like she was so happy that I was leaving and she's like, I didn't want to tell you that, but I really think this is the right thing for you. And it was amazing when I started telling people I was leaving the amount of support that I received. And from there, things got really, really unstable again. Like you think that filing for divorce is going to be the worst thing, but then you realize that's far from the worst thing. You're just getting started. And ironically, the day I told him that I wanted to leave, that I wanted I wanted him to leave actually, was the same day that the world closed. It was March 16th, 2020. And I had told him I had to lock my doors at 8 o'clock. We couldn't reopen. I told him I wanted him to leave and the next morning was St. Patrick's Day and I got a call from the vet. My cat was in. I took her in. They were going to just run a few tests. They were getting ready to do a CAT scan and um, I got the call that the cat, she passed away. Like like all at the same, it was, it was so heavy and so crazy. And I think the hardest thing was that there's, 
I think there's more people who've been through it than we believe, but there's not enough people who talk about it. So now I had this business. I had I was filing for divorce. I had no income at all because my business is closed. I didn't qualify for unemployment. I didn't qualify for pandemic. I literally qualified for no assistance whatsoever other than food stamps. And it was, I I can't even put into words um, the anguish and the fear in the contradiction of overflowing feelings. Now we know, here we are, you know, it's what, almost 2023, so we're we're just shy of three years since COVID introduced itself, and we know how this all played out. My business was closed for six months, um, and when I came back, there was crazy restrictions. There was, oh my goodness, it was they made it almost impossible in the fitness industry and in a lot of other industries. This was not just specific to fitness. To remain profitable because there was restrictions on how many people could be in inside the building and there was restrictions on how far people had to be spaced and they were doing surprise visits into spaces and all of these things that just added a level of stress and what I had learned was I had lost my passion and my zest for fitness I had PTSD after having to close. I just really didn't want to do it anymore. And the thing I think I really learned the most was that in that time, there were things I started doing virtually that really, really filled my bucket. I started doing this virtual coaching and and these different programs that I've since adapted. And man, they like filled me. And it what it taught me was that Fitness was my tool, but it wasn't actually my bucket filler. So it was, fitness was just what I used to get people in front of me. And it was a great tool because everybody knew what it was. But yet the, the message and the um, intent that we shared here and the mission was all the same. And I wanted that mission and that intent without fitness but I didn't know how to walk away from that just yet I had brought in renters I had done all kinds of crazy things and needless to say let's make a really long story short it all blew up in my face every last ounce of everything I did it all blew up in my face but you know why that's okay because it pushed me to really figure out who I am. I had lost myself. I had no idea who I was. I had no idea what I wanted. I had no idea what I was growing into. And 
for two and a half years after COVID, I walked around. I owned, a, I still owned a fitness studio, but people would message me and they'd be like, are you taking new clients? I was like, no, I'm not. And my checkbook was like, yeah, bitch, you are. So I was in this constant state of feeling unhappy. And what I finally realized was the moment that I decided I was going to listen to myself and I was going to close fitness and I was going to go after the things in life I actually wanted, bam, everything changed. It became clear to me that what I didn't know was that I was a huge people pleaser that I thought I didn't care what people said, but I absolutely cared. I was so caught up in how things appeared to the outside that I was terrified to do what I wanted because I was I was scared that people would think I failed. Who cares? So this past year, in July of 2022, I actually closed the fitness portion of my business. I opened up a new portion called Stretch Western New York, uh, the stretch room. And I decided I'm going wholeheartedly after coaching. And basically, here's the deal. My life's mission is to help build an army of confident women that will help us dismantle the patriarchy. That is my life's mission. I want to watch it crumble. Why do I want to watch it crumble? Because I hate men? No, that's not why at all. But because I want to see every single human on earth standing on a level playing ground. That's what I want to see. I want to dismantle the patriarchy because it is the patriarchy that is telling women they're not good enough. I want to watch every single woman embrace her body as it is right now so that she knows her worth and she can stand inside that worth wholeheartedly so that she can walk into her boss's office and say you know what I resent being spoken to like that I am not here for as your punching bag and you will treat me with respect but if you don't accept your body as it is how are you ever going to do that how are you going to have the confidence how are you going to believe in yourself enough you have to be comfortable inside of your own skin And that is so important to us. My journey of healing and and, um, discovery has been long and it has been hard. It took me until a year after the divorce before I would even use the word abusive. 
And it wasn't until I walked into a situation and experienced for the first time ever the physical effects of PTSD. And I actually was, I, I, it felt like I had gotten knocked in the back with a baseball bat. It took the wind right out of me. I couldn't breathe. I was shaking. And it wasn't until that moment when I realized that if I wouldn't, that for anyone else in the world who is experiencing those symptoms, I would say you have to have gone through abuse in order to have PTSD or some sort of trauma, right? And it was directly related to my ex-husband. How that I was in denial about how abusive the relationship was and how toxic it was. I learned how much guilt and self-worth I was missing because of being raised Catholic. And I call it Catholic guilt. I had so much Catholic guilt. You know, if if you were born and raised Catholic, then I'm sure you can appreciate when I say this. Um, you know, we all know, and we we I was preached to when I was little, like rich people don't go to heaven. If you make money, like you you have to give all your money away if you want to go to heaven. Like you have to support everyone else, and. Essentially, that's what I was doing. I didn't even know it. I spent years doing everything I could to make everyone around me's experience in life easier and carrying their burdens. But what that was doing was forcing me to stay underwater. And that was a shame. So I am now here. to to help other women overcome this to help open their eyes to what they see and how they feel and that is one of the most amazing things that I could do For myself and for every woman I meet. That is my biggest mission in this life is to empower other women so that we may become the threat to the patriarch that we deserve to be. So this is just a little bit of my background, you guys. Um, and a little bit of my story, it's you don't cover everything in 30 minutes, right? And I am now coming at things from a very healed place. Um, and it took a really long time to get there. So, you know, my story includes mental health. It includes worthlessness. It includes despair. It includes I didn't even touch, I didn't even say that, you know, there came a point in time when we didn't, the kids and I didn't feel safe in the house anymore, even after we had won the house and the divorce, and I needed to pack up the house and put my dream house on the market 
and move me and my children back into my parents' house for safety reasons and how it has been two years and we are still there and we will still be there for a while. Um, I did not even touch on how this impacted the kids or the fact that my parents leveraged everything in their personal lives to help me make it in mine. I, I, I have left out huge, massive chunks of this story. But what my hope is for others is to know that if I did it, anyone can do it. If I can get through it, you can get through it. This is a this podcast is for those on their journey of healing. And those who want to challenge their beliefs. That's how we grow. We grow into ourselves when we start challenging what we've always believed. That's what this is about. So I hope you will continue to join me every Friday for a brand new episode. And if you feel inspired, if you like the messages you're hearing, you can join the subscription for $4.99 a month. Everything is ad-free and you will get a daily episode minus Sundays. There will not be an episode on Sundays. On that note, I hope you go out and you do something so good today that fills your soul and lets you know that you are worth everything you've ever wanted in this life. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening today. I cannot even begin to tell you how much it means to have listeners supporting my content. If you have not already, don't forget to click the link in the show notes and check out the Daily Dose membership. Also, if you love the content, please help more people find it by leaving us a review. If you didn't love the content, that's okay. Just keep on scrolling. Mm -hmm.